ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Thanks again for joining me and supporting me. And as we spread the word about the importance of building relationships in business and in life and showing people that we care. My guest today is one of those people who cares. Her name is Holly Gatto. And first of all, welcome, Holly. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Yes, it is. You're very welcome. So, Holly, let me tell you a little bit about Holly. She's the owner and CEO of Holly Gatto Fitness, and she's out of Philly, right? Actually, Pittsburgh. Oh, sorry. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And is a health and wellness coach and personal speaker, personal trainer and speaker. She has been uh, training and uh, being a health and wellness coach and speaker and has trained hundreds of high impact professionals in the past 20 years and has a program which she calls Conquer, Inspire, Ignite Transformation Program, which focuses on providing dramatic improvements in stress levels, weight management, and other health risk factors. And... um, I want to start with uh, uh, one thing that you say in in your bio here about realizing that high-impact individuals need a mind and body transformation often in order to achieve the profound results they desire. So I'd like to just jump in there and ask you, first of all, who do we mean by high-impact individuals first, and then... um, why a transformation is needed to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're primarily the, the high impact individuals is typically the clientele that, that seeks me out, whether they, they're executives, they could be high end executives. I have a lot of medical professionals, mm. um, a lot of them, the doctors, nurse anesthetists, surgeons. Um, I have a lot of clients that have owned very, big companies, some well-known financial companies in Pittsburgh, and some some smaller companies, but they're high-producing companies. So there's a lot of stress with these individuals. And I also think, too, is that um, I have, you know, those folks come and seek me out, too, but I also have uh, people like, I'm particularly, uh, think of one client in particular. She has her own insurance business. It's just her. Uh she's very type a and a perfectionist and she's done this oh my i think she's geez i think she's probably had this company for maybe 40 years she should actually retire at this point yeah Yeah. um but when we're talking about these high performers yes we think of people think of executives and higher end medical professionals but it's also your entrepreneurs Mm-hmm. And an entrepreneur can be at any level, whether they're just starting out or they're, they're just starting out with a side hustle or 
you know, they've, they've done, they've made some moves where they're starting to get somewhat of a little bit of success. But they all boil down to that, to that same personality type of being very type A, hard on themselves, perfectionistic. They tunnel. want to do it all, but they yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe tunnel vision, like they can only focus on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't even say for myself, I'm kind of, I, I am, listen, I'm kind of, but I am kind of like that as well. So when I started going into more of the health coaching end of it, you know, I started to, to think about it. I'm like, you know, you have to make time for your self-care whether it be doing meditation, exercising, taking the group exercise class, taking regular walks, eating clean mm -hmm. to actually make your body feel better, which actually that's going to, what that does is what I found even for myself that actually makes individuals higher producers. They get things done better mm -hmm. if they're feeling really good, about themselves up here, their, their, their self-image. Okay, so let's just back, back up for a second because I keep thinking about two things. I think about people who um, are the type A and the type that you described. I think of someone um, like my daughter and, yet, and she's though somebody who has, um, uh, for many many years and she was in the fitness industry herself but she's one who sees more than anything the value of getting some physical exercise so it's part of her dna and it's part of her routine because i, I like i talked to her yesterday and she said uh, she's in california and i said um you know are you still working full out because she's working from home now and she's a sales person she said yes she's still doing presentations all day long that's what she does but she breaks up her day by going for a run or a bike ride right. or whatever me on the other hand that isn't in my dna mm -hmm. and so it's harder for me to remember because it's not something i love like she does so that's the person i think more that that you're speaking to right the person mm -hmm. who has that drive but they're more like me in that the the fitness thing it's the thing you put on the back burner it's the thing i'll do later and then you're too tired and then you don't and then you eat the wrong food and, mm -hmm. and the, that cycle all happens am i right or are you is it the person like my daughter it it, it could be both and and honestly the individuals like myself and like your daughter they're further on that stage of wanting to make a change mm. they're going to be more apt to really clean up their diet quicker mm -hmm. now somebody who isn't ready to take that change. They're, they're putting their health on the back burner. I get that. You can't force people to change, but eventually there's a stage that they will start to think, okay, you know, my hypertension, I've been going to my doctor regularly and my blood pressure still has been going up. My cholesterol has steadily been going up. My physician has been telling me, okay, you know, we need to keep an eye on this because if you're not starting to do some sort of exercise or starting to clean up your diet a little bit, you will go on medication. You know, another example is if uh, the blood sugar starts to get out of whack, 
mm -hmm. it starts to get uncontrolled. You know, they could be on some medication. So times like that for most people, that's when they start to think that they need to make a change and they stay in that stage for a while. Mm -hmm. Then they'll start to go to the next stage where, you know, they'll actually start looking at stuff on the internet, how to make changes, how to decrease your blood pressure. Just even something as simple as, okay, how do I start an exercise program? I'm too afraid to go into a gym, especially now what's going on with the whole COVID-19 thing. Um, I mean, here in Pennsylvania, the gyms aren't open yet. No, they're not. So, so depending upon, you know, where time of the year people are listening to this podcast, gyms may be open, they may not be open. Everything may be, you know, fine, but still people, there's some people who are afraid to even go to a gym. So they're not going to do anything. But if they're like, you know, I, I need to get my blood pressure under control. I need to get my weight under a little bit of control so I can start to control my blood sugar. I need to start exercising. What do I do? Do I start walking after dinner it, around the block or the park or walk for their half hour on their lunch break at work? Mm -hmm. So th there's those stages that people have to go through. I can't force, I, I don't force people to go through stages. The only thing that I can do is educate them. And as they go further into those stages of thinking about making a change, and then actually seeking ways to make a change, I could start to incorporate ways of, well, this is how you can work, start to start to exercise, but not to put too many um, high goals on yourself, too much high expectations. That's where I'm talking about with the high performers, the type A people, the people who are uh, very, they're perfectionistic, you know, they're very controlled in their thinking. They expect a lot of themselves. Mm -hmm. So if they expect, okay, you know, my weight's out, out of control, my blood sugar's out of whack, I want to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to join this gym, and I'm going to be in there six days a week, I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio, then I'm going to do an hour of weights, well, they get started, and then it's too much. Because mm -hmm. it's not fitting in with their schedule. I back them off and start them slower. So it's kind of like um, taking the, those smaller steps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. over weeks. And if you look at it over the period of a month or two months, they've actually made a giant step in their progress. So is that, um, I know you said that you work with a fair number of uh, people in the medical uh, mm -hmm. profession. I know that you were a nurse and mm -hmm. uh, how long, I don't know if you practiced nursing or went straight yeah, in. Yeah, I did. I hated it. Yeah. Okay. But I hated it. But it's in your. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. Right. But the health piece that comes from all of their studies around must make yeah. sense, and, and that's what. So, do you yeah. think that having that background at all drew the medical people draws the medical people to you? Yeah, I, it definitely does. Um, a lot of the the medical professionals that I've worked with, mm -hmm. all of them, have had some sort of orthopedic issue whether they have a recurring injury because some of them were endurance athletes. Uh, a lot of them have uh, recurring um, issues like rotator cuff stuff because they sit a lot, mm -hmm. um, low back issues. Um, so I have, I have those groups of the, the, the medical professionals that are athletes where they've had orthopedic issues, then I have the other end of it where 
you know, they're not athletes, but they've had these, they're midlife and, you know, things will catch up with you. If you sit a lot, if you're doing your part of movement, you're going to have shoulder issues, posture issues, or back. That's the problem is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, where do your client, how do your clients find you? Do, is it referral business? Is it uh, from your website? Is it from being, uh, doing presentations? I, I, the over, uh, I worked at a very large, well-known health club in north of Pittsburgh, a very affluent community. And I spent almost nine years there. So with me there, yeah, I was the, and a manager as well. Oh, so okay. very large club. So it was mostly word of mouth up there. Uh, but I've had a lot of people since I've left there. I think I've left there probably about seven years or so. I mean, I, people still do find me mm -hmm. online. And it's funny because I actually, one of my old clients from 20 years ago, 20 years ago, she found me, we have a mutual uh, friend on Facebook and she contacted me privately and she's like, I know you from somewhere. So we started talking and, and lo and behold, 20 <laughs> years ago, I actually worked with her. So to answer your question is I have both. Okay. You know, having, having the website does really help, help a lot. Um, I'd be getting a lot of traction with that as well. And you do videos on there, right? You do training yeah. videos and you isolate yeah. things. So that's a yeah. good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That, that site's still developing. It's, it's yeah. always going to be changing. So it's still developing. And then trying to get the YouTube channel going, that's going to be developing as well. Everything's so new, but I know. it's working. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's funny because even at this time with this whole pandemic, people are still looking for stuff. Yeah, they are. How to get healthy. And, you know, when gyms open up, people are going to still be afraid to go to a gym. Mm -hmm. So what can you do outside of a gym? A lot, right? You know, yeah, you can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. And that's where you know I would come into play. This is like my other daughter um, was here. Uh, yesterday and two days before that she has a 11 almost 11 month old baby and who's you know um, she's looking after 24 7 basically mm. and she's just getting back to herself and working oh out. yeah and she said mom can you come down to the park and look after Amara while I do a workout of course I mean any mm -hmm. excuse to look after the baby I'm in and secondly it's nice to see her get back to doing something yeah as well so you know i uh i get it but she's doing it at the field right she was running around the field and she was doing all those horrible exercises that i hate like burpees and squats mm -hmm. and thrusts and all that stuff and it's good because you can do all that without a gym yeah right? but you know what for her like that that's the prime example for anybody it doesn't matter what you do if you're physically active you can't go to a gym right now the, the, the there's going to be a big problem even right now, it, it's, we can see it. There's going to be a lot of depression. The, the mental health system is going to get hammered with people. There's going to be a lot of people getting divorced just because it's, because it's so crazy right now. But this is where the, the physical activity, it doesn't have to be going to the gym, you know, getting out and doing something in a park, walking around a lake. That actually helps you with your brain chemicals. Right. To feel good, to feel positive, to feel better about yourself. And that's going to transcend to everything else. Absolutely. In your life, in your occupation, in your personal life, in, in, in your sociological you know, background with your friends, 
everything. Yeah, for sure. So with this crazy time that we're in and the fact that we have to do things uh, remotely with people, um, do you find that uh, you have clients that you're working with like this over Zoom and helping them in that way? Or are you like doing a video and sending it to them for them? Mm -hmm. You know, which I, yeah, yeah. I have uh, one of my clients. Um, I worked with her in home one on one. This is one of my medical professionals that I yes. worked with. When this whole thing started, before the, they, they shut down the state of Pennsylvania, I spoke, I said, that's it. She works in a major hospital. I'm like, that's it. You know, her partner works in another major hospital. I'm like, that's it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping right now. Um, so, so she was high risk cause she's in the medical sure. and it was easy for her because she was already doing in home and a combination of online training cause she works these crazy shifts. So yeah, I would put her on some online training for her days off. Well, I totally switched her to online. So she was easy. Now my other clients, um, I talked to them about the online stuff, but they didn't, I don't think that I don't want to say they didn't want to do it. I think that they just were not completely sure about it. But here's the other thing. This is such a crazy, unprecedented time. Yeah. People are dealing with a lot of the unknown. They just didn't know. And that's okay. You know, because these are clients I've had for a long time that I've worked with one on one. If they don't want to do you know, remote training, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then on the other hand, while we're going through this whole crisis, one of my clients that I've had at the club that I worked at contacted me. She's uh she just had some solar surgery a year ago, wants to get back in it. And she asked me, can you do a combination of in-person online? I'm like, absolutely. So it's the, having people do the online, some people are very receptive to it mm -hmm. and some people are not. And I think now with my clients that I've had for a while that were not receptive to it, they, I, I think it was just the idea that it was just such a crazy time. Well, and they're people also are afraid of the unknown. Yeah. They're uncomfortable with the tech. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Like, you have to teach yeah. that to people. And yeah. even I experienced that with um, my girlfriends, three of them. And one of them said, how do you do this Zoom thing? Will you help me? And, you know, she's not working. She's retired. Mm -hmm whatever. And I said, sure. Once she got hold of it, she figured it out. I helped her and she's now doing like her book club on zoom and her, right. you know, and so she, it's just getting used to it. Right. Yeah. You're exactly right. And I think I, I knew this from the get go when all this started happening, that the, the virtual meetings, particularly for the fitness end of it, mm -hmm. it's, it's actually going to skyrocket. Of course, of course it is. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, there's trainers that have been doing virtual stuff for yeah. a long time, many years. However, there's different ways that I could do the online training, the online coaching, mm -hmm. and it, it's going to skyrocket. You just have to find out what's going to work for you and what's going to work for your clients. Like I, I have an app that I work with and some of them may not want to use the app. No, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'll find another way to work with it. So um, you, I think on your website, I see like health coaching and I mm -hmm. see personal training. Mm -hmm. I know there's overlap in some cases, but oh, yes. you also um, like, do you prefer coaching people or training them in physical exercise or is it always a combination? 
you know, it, it's always a combination, always a combination. If you're working with, when I'm working with a client for physical, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be weight loss. It could be rehabbing from a total knee replacement. It could be getting them to lose weight so they avoid having a knee surgery. You're still dealing with behavior yes. and mindset. Yes where they're going to want to make that change to start to exercise, to start to even clean up their diet just a tiny bit mm -hmm. to make some improvements. Mm -hmm. And it snowballs from there. But then also too, is that people will, everybody goes through this, they'll, they'll make progress, 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 and then something happens. And then they kind of take 10 steps back and that's okay. There's going to be relapses. But what I do is help them get through that relapse quicker because we're actually, we talk about ways that we think that relapses potentially could happen. Then we start talking about how we can get through them. And then so when something happens, they could turn that key quicker. So do you deal mostly one-on-one -on -one with people then? Yeah, before this whole craziness, yes, one-on-one. -on -one, um, in the past, uh, I've done a couple partner sessions, uh, which can work very well. Yeah, I've done uh, that with my husband. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's funny because people think, oh, they need to be on the, the same goal path, the same capabilities with partner sessions. I'm like, well, no, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. and, and I would say, and this is where I get into my managerial hat of managing trainers, is that it, it boils down to the talent of the trainer sure if you've been doing training for a long time whether you're a crossfit coach a trainer a strength and conditioning coach if you've been doing it for a long period of time if you know your clients that are in a partner session if you know them really well they could be on two opposite ends of the spectrum with goals yeah, you can you can work with them at the same time yes of course of course you just have to be smart yes so um we're both entrepreneurs and as an entrepreneur, I struggle. I love working one-on-one -on -one with people with the training that I do. Now I do different, obviously, type of training as you do than you do. I do uh, LinkedIn training and I do kind of relationship, um, uh, nurturing relationships, uh, keeping your clients, building a referral network. I do that kind of thing. And, um, but being a person who loves to do one-on-one -on -one training, and you do too, don't you find sometimes you you're constantly looking for ways to um, uh, not trade time for money? In other words, have some yes or some other kind of passive income that helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, and this is where you know I'm putting my managerial hat on of managing trainers. Yes. Um, do you see how that works or how it could work or how you're, are you even planning for something? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it would be absolutely for, for me. It's easy. I'm actually going to be formulating some stuff with like eBooks. Okay. Um, and courses. Okay. Where online courses. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go through some stuff I have now with clients and that will kind of be like the basis of the program. Mm -hmm. And then there's courses, Facebook groups. Yeah. That people can start in. Cause I mean, not everybody can afford one-on-one -on -one training. One-on-one -on -one right. training. Yeah. 
but you, you, I still believe that you can, I can still help people who can't afford that somehow. So that's where these yeah. little courses, yeah, some of the Facebook stuff comes into play, whether it be an ebook, a PDF, or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, something on YouTube. You know, these people get some value out of it. Right. Okay. And, um, okay. So let's just shift for a second and, uh, uh, I, I like to ask my client or my um, podcast interviewees, um, are you, first of all, are you a reader or are you a podcast listener or are you a, like a video watcher? Which would be the, your first line of. Oh yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> are, are, are you referring to like a, like a way to like learn? Maybe learning. It might be um, just for pleasure as well, but for me knowing entrepreneurs we're usually trying to learn and personal development stuff as well but do we do it nowadays more by reading by viewing or by podcast listening i would have to say podcast podcasting is probably the third option right the the first and second and they would go hand to hand whether i'm reading material or watching it okay if I, if I really, I'm the type of person that I, I like to know how the whole machine works. I want to know how it's put together, so particularly when I'm working with clients or something like that. You read novels at all? I do, but you know, when I, when I'm looking at it, it, it really getting in depth and the nitty gritty, I prefer to read. Uh, now, when and that's going over into the video end of it, if it's something that I'm reviewing video-wise, the individual has got to know their stuff. I'm pretty. Well, thinking. you'd know right away, wouldn't you, if they didn't? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Right. Because yeah. I, right. I had a trainer once who um, would send videos of a certain exercise that he was trying to teach me, and he'd send a video of somebody else actually doing mm. not him but a different mm -hmm. thing and i right. always found that strange but i mean use what's out there and this was a, quite a while ago so yeah much but yeah i just find it fascinating um because today um i love having a book in my hand but i don't read as much as i used to mm -hmm. i buy books and then i pile them up and then i listen mm -hmm. to podcasts or i watch a video or something mm -hmm. but my attention span is not great yeah. Well, and I think it's, you know, with what we are, it's, you're always so busy is that most people like us, you know, the entrepreneurs with businesses, we're always on the road. You're going to listen to something with it, like an, like an, like an audio book. Right. Right. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So do you have, do you, um, do you have a favorite quote? Do you like quote? <sighs> I'm not trying to put you on the spot. You know, yeah, you know what? This, this is going to be funny. This is another good question. This actually, I wouldn't say it's a favorite quote, but, it, quote, but, it, but it's, I think it's perfect <laughs> for everybody. Is My father-in-law said this. My father-in-law is from Italy. Okay. All right. Yes. So he, he would always say, by mistake, you learn. By what? By mistake. By mistake, you learn. I totally agree. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and it's this is important and sweet, but it's so true. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because, you know, and I've thought about that too, because I look at different quotes and stuff and motivational things, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah. That is a good one, actually. Adolf has a good one. This is a yeah. guy from Italy. 
Yes, no, that's awesome. I like that. Um, and uh, I just want to clarify too for my listeners. So if if wherever they are in the on the continent, really Canada, United States, they could work with you, right? Yeah. Because you do work yep. remotely. So who are you looking for? Who is your favorite type of client? High end professional or the entrepreneur who's you know um, can't keep their mind from thinking like I some nights I go to bed and I can't go to sleep because my mind won't stop right that's common that's common with us yes you know you know the, the type of client the favorite ones the ones that I really enjoy working with are those individuals that have some sort of orthopedic issue whether they are coming from a surgery and they just done physical therapy they need to continue that or they have a recurring injury or the individual has a recurring injury because they're an endurance athlete they're what an endurance athlete oh okay they do triathlons yeah half marathons, uh, full marathons, you know, stuff like that. Um, those I would say probably are my favorite clientele. And actually the, the orthopedic individual where all that, that whole genre I was just mentioning, mm -hmm. those are nine times out of 10, my clientele. Those are typically the ones that typically seek me out. And, you know, funny enough, they are, the individuals who are high impact individuals, medical yes. professionals, yes. you know, your attorneys, your executives, stuff yeah. like that, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, um, and today, um, I'm just going to ask you just putting my, my, uh, my LinkedIn hat on, do you use any tools like LinkedIn to help you, um, broaden your reach to get to some of those people that don't know about you? I am venturing into that. Okay. Uh, the type of clientele, that higher end clientele, uh, I realized that I need to start making LinkedIn a priority. Um, however, I've had an interesting conversation recently uh, with an individual who uh, works with all kinds of entrepreneurs, high end and people like me for systems to scale their business. Yes. And uh, her and I had a discussion about LinkedIn. And from her experience, what she's found is that getting these higher end people can be very difficult. Of course. On LinkedIn. Oh. And I can see it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm not sure why. Um, you know, but... That's what, that's, what, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, and I would challenge that. I mean, uh, if we're talking about um, people that are executives um, in bigger companies or maybe you don't go from that headspace. Maybe you go from the headspace of mm -hmm. uh, searching out people who have done a marathon or people who have done tri uh, triathlons. Um, as opposed to they work in a certain industry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's why when I train people on LinkedIn, I tell them to put as much information in that profile, um, whether it's business related or not, because mm -hmm. sometimes it's the non-related stuff that people want can start a conversation about. And because that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You, you stand out. You're the oddball. 
Well, and, and also because not that you're the oddball, but that you, um, you see the value in telling your, your story in full in the ways that you can on LinkedIn. And then if somebody, uh, is searching or, uh, reaches out by looking because I'm all about relationships. So I'm not mm -hmm. looking at mass, um, outreach. I'm looking at searching for certain things and seeing what comes up for me from people's profiles that then I can look at their profile more closely and say, Oh, maybe I want to talk to that person. They don't know yet that they're my client or my prospect, but I could start a conversation and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. And it might be a bit slower process, but it's more laser focused in my mind. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, I, I digress, but that's kind of in talking about your industry, your business and my business. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I would think about. Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense. Um, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, I, I, I would, I would have to delve into it more to see how I can get into some conversation with yes, these individuals. Of course. Of course. Um, that's where I come in. But you know, sometimes people that are thinking like the person that you were just referring to about scaling one's business, mm -hmm. they, they see it more on a mass level than an individual level. That's what happens sometimes. And, and yeah. some things that make sense. And for others, I don't think it does in the long run. Anyway. Yeah. So, as we start to wrap up here, and by the way, that quote was from mistakes you learn. Is that what it was? By, by, by mistake. By mistake. You learn. By mistake, no S on the end. By mistake, you learn. Okay, I loved it. Okay. So just as we wrap up here, um, what is one thing that you can share with your audience uh, that you want to leave with my with my audience and then we'll talk, we'll just say where people can find you. And if you have something that you would like to share with them or offer them by all means, go ahead. And I will put it in the show notes as well. So one thing you might want to leave with my audience. I would tell all your listeners and this doesn't matter if they need to make an improvement with their health, their current fitness level, or start to make some changes in your business, you just have to start. You have to start. Try not to make it too difficult, especially with the individuals, you know, that, that I work with, that you work with, you know, with that entrepreneurial mindset type A. It's like, go, 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 go. They expect so much. You just got to start. Keep it, keep it simple, particularly when we're looking at like health end of it. Yes. You got to start simple. Mm -hmm. And that could be like, okay, you know, I, I need to exercise. Going back to the example, what I mentioned earlier is that they're working 10 hour days and they got an hour commute each way. And then they got kids at home. Mm -hmm. You know, well, what are we eating? You know, start, take your lunch break yeah. and walk for, for you half hour. Maybe it's 20 minutes. Maybe it's 15. A lot of people, they, when they go to work, they have a, there's a gym at, a lot of workplaces use it yeah so you start, start small mm -hmm. great advice so holly where can people find you yeah people can find me uh a good uh source is on my website and uh that's hollygattofitness.com yep. h h o l l y g a t t o fitness.com 
uh, there's a, a contact form on there. Uh, people can fill that out. Um, I do run uh, what's called an exploratory call. Okay. Uh, and that's if somebody wants to talk about getting on some sort of exercise program, they can fill that form out as well. Um, also, um, there's a little bit of an easier way. Some of your folks that they're listening to this uh, in their car, if they uh, text the word explore okay. to this phone number, 833-530-4051. So all they got to do is text the word explore to 833-530-4051. And there'll be an automated message, automated message they'll get, and then I can get in contact with them. That's the easiest way for some folks to listen to the podcast. And it's um, but yeah, conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm out on the socials, the Facebook, the Instagram, sure. uh, LinkedIn, obviously. And I'll put um, all that in the show notes. So that's yeah. cool. So thank there, you. Every, yeah, everything goes back to the website. So yeah, it's the easiest way to get a hold of me. You know, ask questions. I, I'm there to help out anybody. Thank you so much. It's yeah. a pleasure to find out oh, more about you and your business. And uh I just encourage my audience to go to the uh, channel that they, their favorite channel for listening to podcasts, mm -hmm. um, have a listen and uh, leave a review and subscribe. It just makes it all easier for me going forward. And um, yeah, Janice uh, Porter um, relationships rule is the web is the podcast you're listening to. So please let us know that you're here. Thank you so much again. And uh, Stay connected, be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.